All right, guys, welcome to the Man Up Already podcast. Super excited to have you back. Here we are on the third episode, and I am just uh, incredibly humble and grateful to have you uh, tuning in. You know, this started out as uh, as a book. Obviously, we, you know, the Man Up Already book, which you can get. I, I always plug and get that on Amazon. You can get that at manupalready.com. And uh, it started out as a thought, and then it just went uh, into into the book. And and then this podcast has been really developing uh, for quite a while. Uh, but man, we live in such an amazing time where technology has allowed this project, this endeavor to happen. So here we are, episode three. It is Sunday, July 7th, 2019. I can't believe that we are already halfway through 2019. And I have said this uh, many times, you know, I feel like that God just kind of grabbed the time dial and turned it to the right a little bit, uh, and things are accelerating. Uh, it's really, it's really kind of crazy how fast time is moving um, compared to you know just perception. And maybe it's just me. And if it's not me, if you really do feel like that, you know, shoot me a message. I'm on uh, Instagram at Jay Puritz. I'm on Twitter at Jay Puritz. Facebook, uh, I'm all over there. Uh, John C. Puritz. Hey, shoot me a message. Let me know. Um, you know, let me know if you feel the same way. That time's just kind of moving really, really fast, and we are moving for sure towards something. So, I wanted to record this podcast, this episode today. Uh, something that you know is really near and dear to my heart, and I've I've spoken to it now and then, and I was going to do it as a training for my business team, and I said, you know what, that would just be a really great uh, story to tell over a podcast, and and let people know, I think how things really work. I'll use some personal examples. I'll use some professional examples, you know, of others. Certainly, some sports examples, some biblical examples. But uh, before we dive in, hey, listen, you know, um, we're doing this right now. It's just something that I come in every week and, and put out there, but really want to help a lot of people, and I want this message to get out there. So do me a favor, whatever podcasting platform you're on right now, if you could, uh, one, subscribe to the podcast and, and then review it, but also if you could share it so that we can spread the word to people, uh, I'd be incredibly grateful. Put a post out on Facebook or send it to a friend through text or message, whatever. But share it so that we can get people listening and hearing to these things that I think we as human beings need to hear that we're not talking about or not exposed to. And the only reason I'm able to talk to you now is because years ago, um, about 15 years ago now, a mentor and coach of mine, you know, started asking me about leadership and telling me I needed to listen to, back then it was CDs and there was no YouTube or, or any of that. You know, you had to subscribe. I remember when John Maxwell, who, you know, 15 years ago I never had heard of, was doing the CD of the month, you know, club kind of thing. And you know, now here it is. It's all free and it's all out there. So help me get this message out um, so that we can we can help people. You know, I, I believe in the flow of the universe. And that is, you know, you give and you get. So here we are giving in this podcast. Do me a favor. 
you know, give this out to someone else so that you can get back in return and and everything kind of flows like that. Okay, so let's talk about this week's episode, which is the unspoken law that no one wants to pay attention to. So what is the unspoken law? Well, before, you know, I dive into this, you know, I um, I for sure shared this in the book, Man Up Already, and I'm going to leave it for you guys or talk about it here in this podcast. I, I don't think in the last two episodes I've really done that, but, you know, I'm a spiritual guy, guys. I... I have an incredible connection with, with God. I, I have a relationship with God. I'm not about religion. I'm about relationship. Um, I, uh, I am a believer and follower of Jesus Christ, but I don't like using terms like I'm a Christian or I, I'm a Jew because I was raised you know, by the, in the Jewish heritage. Uh, I don't like doing that stuff because you know, you're instantly put into a box, attached a label. I have a relationship with my creator. I believe the Bible is the inspired word of God. Um, and, uh, you know, so I share things from there because it's just me, you know. And again, the beauty of what we're doing here is if you don't like it, you can turn it off. But if you do, what I always ask is put your judgments, your your, your box, your parameters Put it all aside while you listen and glean what you can, okay? You're not going to agree with everything I share, and I'm not going to agree with everything that you have to say or anybody else does, right? We all can agree to disagree. We can, um, you know, the, the point is this. I was sharing with somebody, and, and, and we were talking. We were talking on Facebook, and, um, you know, they were like, oh, but, you know, you're this and you're this and you're this. And I said, hold on a second. I said, I truly believe that no matter what age, race, creed, none of that matters. We're human beings. And human beings, no matter where we are on the life spectrum, we have something to learn from each other. We have perspective. You know, I was talking to um, this great kid uh, yesterday. He's 18. And yet he comes from a different culture. He lives, even though he lives in my same city, he lives in a vastly different world than I live in. And I don't care that he's 18 and I'm 49. What I want to know is what's his perspective? What's he learning? How can I learn more about my world by looking at his world? How can I learn more about myself by learning about him? And if we would just shut up and actually listen to people and let them talk and let them share and put our judgments away and put our parameters away and put our agreements away, do you know what we would actually learn from people? I mean, it's crazy. So listen to what I'm going to share with you from that space, okay? All right, the unspoken law nobody wants to pay attention to, and that is the power of of three. No, I'm going to dive into that, but it's not three days. It's not three hours. But I have got a very present to if you want to do something significant, if you want to make change, if you want to build a great foundation or an organization or whatever, you need to pay attention to the law of three. You know, um, 
So let's dive in a little bit, okay? I'm going to share a story that happened in the Bible that's just very, it was a life-changing moment for me when I read it. Um, and uh, it, it, it illustrates uh, so much. Let me share this story with you guys. Um, back in 2008, so I this power of three, which is, is not really three, it could be 30 and it really could be three years, 30 days or three years. Um, but back in 2008, uh, we had um, in 2007 become vice presidents in our in our Primerica business, and um, you know we were in in the beginning of 2008 going to open up our own office, and I had the opportunity to take over a friend of mine's office, and you know when you when you're moving, it's like moving out of your parents' home. You're in this moment where man, can I do that? You know, will I survive? You know, all those questions of when you're about to take leap into a bigger world. And um, so I, you know, I knew his office and, and um, I had dropped my kids off to school that morning. It was pretty early and I'm driving by it and and I got a, you know, a, a very strong impression from God and and I know when God speaks to me, okay? So again, I'm not, I'm not putting it on you. I'm just sharing with you. I know when he speaks to me. I know, I know. So he spoke to me and he said, go into the office and, and read your Bible there. So every morning I read the Bible. I've been reading the Bible cover to cover for pretty much, um, you know, gosh, it could be 10, 15 years now. It's, it's a long time. And so I had the key to that office, and so I go in there and I open up my Bible, and there I'm I'm reading um, this. I'm in this moment now. None of this was planned. I'm really struggling with: Do I take over this office? And um, and and here I am reading this now. You know, again, I'm I'm, I'm a very strong man of faith um, and relationship with my Creator, and uh, the Bible is probably one of my all-time favorite possessions. And uh, it's funny because my uh, my pastor today, Josh Monty of New Sound Church um, here in, uh, in South Florida, said this today, and I thought it was really great. He said, the Bible isn't a book of exceptions, but a book of examples. And uh, I thought that was really powerful, that what's in there we can take and we can learn and, and use and, and apply to our life. Anyway, so there's here's the story, and this is history. This is not, you know, made up stuff. This is actual historical fact. There's a king of Israel way back when. His name is Hezekiah. And historically, Hezekiah is ruling um, Jerusalem. And um, he's about to be, he's either in Jerusalem or Samaria. I forget which one. But anyway, he's about to be attacked by the Assyrian army. Um, and Assyria becomes later day, you know, modern day, the Middle East, Iran and Iraq and that whole area. Um, but he's about to be attacked by the Assyrian army. They've surrounded the city. They're gonna they're gonna lay siege, which means you know severe starvation, lack of resources. And he's praying to God, you know, please deliver me. And and what do we do? And God through the prophet Isaiah shows up and says, look, don't fear. But this is what he says, and this is what I read while I'm sitting there in this office, trying to figure out if this was the right move. Am I ready for this level of commitment, this next step? Uh, the story is in 2 Kings, verse. it's chapter 19, verse 29. Uh, I'll give you two translations because the second translation absolutely applies, but I'm going to give you 
more of the, the text translation. It says in the, in the NIV version of the Bible, it says, This will be a sign for you, Hezekiah, this year you will eat what grows by itself, and the second year what springs from that, but in the third year sow and reap, plant vineyards and eat their fruit. So what God was saying to me in that moment, what he's saying to all of us, and it's, this is so not a sermon, okay? But I just need you to get the law that no one wants to pay attention to um, in our world, in our society right now, okay? He's, the message version, which is a more modern day translation and a power, fra- power phrase says this. This year you will eat the gleanings from the land. Next year... Whatever you can beg, borrow, or steal. But the third year, you'll sow and harvest, plant vineyards, and eat grapes. And so the whole point of this is whatever is in the first year is. Whatever that produces is going to have to last you for the second year. But in the third year is when you have breakthrough. It's the third year where everything comes together. So why am I talking about this? It was in that moment, it was like this promise for me that, John, get in that office. But it's not until the third year where you're going to see powerful change. Now, that was 2008. And in, by the end of that year, the entire world went to shit with the Great Recession, and we were knee-deep in that in 2009, and unfortunately, in 2009, by the end of that summer, I had shut that office down and started over, and I've always wondered, what if you had stayed? And I didn't have the maturity to stay, right? That's the thing about business, is it's never pretty, you make mistakes, you, you learn from those mistakes and you start over. And I've had to start over many, many times in my career. But I, 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 I really thought about that verse and I thought about what was being shared with me. And if you look at, guys, the power of three months and the power of three years, you can transform anything. It takes, but it it takes that long. And we don't pay attention to that. You know, I'm a big fan of P90X. And uh, because in in 2010, shortly after this story that I'm telling you, I was so deject, you know, just dejected and so down in the dumps. And I did P90X. And what is P90X? It's three months. If you want physical transformation, that shit's going to take you three months. You don't actually see results, real, tangible results results until the last 30 days, which means you've got to go through two months or 60 days of of working, 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 no result, no result, little result. You feel better, but you don't see anything. It's not until the, the last cycle of those 30 days or those 90 days, the last 30 day block that you actually start to see physical transformation. Yet how many people start a diet, get off, start a, hey, you know, I just completed 75 hard. Shout out to Andy Frisella, right? And 75, it was 75 days, but you didn't see results until the 60th day. And how many people say, oh, I'm doing 75 hard and five days in, yeah, I had to restart her. 10 days in, yeah, I had to restart. 30 days in, yeah, I had to restart. Screw that shit. Dig in and know it's a 
process. It's a process. You know, you can, I, I always fight that, you know, drop an F bomb filter. Um, but, uh, you know, and I know by the time I'm done with this podcast, I probably won't, you know, I'll probably just, you know, launch them anyway, getting off on a tangent. It, it's so important. It's 30, it's sorry, it's 90 days if you want to transform physically, if you want to transform habitually, right? If anything in our business, if you're doing anything and you start, it's 90 days. I tell people in our in our Free America business, look, you got to give me 90 days. If I can't, at the end of 90 days, then you can make a decision on whether or not this is the right place for you. But before then, you don't know. You're going to go right back to where I found you. And unfortunately, that's the world that we live in right now, guys, which is why I'm doing this episode with you. We, we, we live in this mentality that we have to have it right now, that, that now is the moment. Now is the time. Uh, if I, man, if I'm not a millionaire tomorrow, then this doesn't work. You know, I was we were out with great friends yesterday and I was sharing and I talk about this. I think I probably talked about this on, a, on another episode. That I grew up in the you know seventies and the eighties. I grew up before there was the internet, before cell phones, and I'm not boasting. I get some of you listening to that going, "Holy shit, you're old." Well, I'm mature, I'm experienced, and I'm really fucking good right now. Okay, um, and I'm owning that by the way, which is you know the more I say it, the more I own it, right? But you had to, we had to go outside and amuse ourselves, guys. We knew things took time. Nothing was overnight back then, and yet with with technology now we just believe that you know gosh if i can't you know i remember we were joking remember dial up right waiting for the connection and the and and some of you don't even know what the hell we're talking about but man you know you would have to like go to the kitchen make a sandwich go to the bathroom come back and maybe you were connected god forbid if you wanted to download something you had to do that shit overnight (laughs) right so nothing was fast but now today, Ash, if, if it doesn't happen fast, then we think it's not working. And, and God did not create this universe that we all live in, which is not an accident. Okay, so if you believe it's an accident, congratulations. I don't. It's my podcast. I do not believe any one of you listening to this right now is a freaking accident, nor do I believe that I am. So if we're not an accident and the world we live in is not an accident and the universe our world exists in is not an accident – well, then there are certain laws that are in place, and that is it takes time. What I'm really talking about today is not 90 days. I'm really talking about three years because what's happening in our world, what's happening in our society is that we are not giving ourselves time to get good. We're not giving ourselves time to mature, and we're not giving ourselves time to, to really dig into things so that we can make a difference, okay? It's the power of three years. So he says to Hezekiah, you will, this year you will eat in what grows by itself, the second year what springs from that, but in the third year you will sow and you will reap. And so I wanted to talk about my personal journey and some things that I've seen, you know, out, that what are examples of this? Well, you know, the uh, gosh, you know, I'll, I'll give you personal examples, okay? Um, I, in 10 years of high school and middle school teaching, I built three programs. And of the 10 years, two of those programs were for, you know, w- both were four years. 
And um, at the middle school level, we took over a program um, and built it from scratch. And by the third year, um, we had a solid foundation. And, and here's what's crazy. You know, I didn't even think about this. One of the students in that program went on to, I mean, he's a professional. He's, he's, well, I'll give a shout out to James King. He's the trumpet player for Bruno Mars. James was in that program, right? And James learned all the things that he learned in there over the course of three years. It laid a foundation. The cool thing is, is that he was with me in the second program. And same thing, we took over a program, started from scratch. And by the third year, that program was winning awards and doing great things. Why? Why did these, that was just in my music uh, profession. And then when I came into Primerica, we built from scratch to regional vice president in three years. Guys, that's just my walk. And then since then, I've built offices and built teams. And right now I'm sitting in my office and uh, we've been in this office now two years. And I can tell we're just starting to to hit that point where our team is starting to really coalesce. We got more people coming, the culture is established, and we're about to go to the next level. It takes three years for something solid to really develop. And that's what we're talking about. If you've been married for three years, you know what I'm talking about. If you've developed any kind of sports team, any church, any organization, and that's really what I'm talking about here, is developed in three years. Look at, you know, it's fun to watch, you know, on Netflix, you've got seasons of shows. Find a show that has been around for more than three years, and there is a difference in the writing of that show from the third season on. Any show that doesn't make it to three years, they haven't figured themselves out yet. What happens in three years is magical. They, you start to lay a foundation, a culture, a, 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 yeah, and a foundation of who you are, what you are, what you believe. And, and you create that culture around you. And that's when big things really happen. So, you know, it, it's right now we're, we're in our society. We want it right now. And we, we do. We miss that maturity process of three years. So let me give you some great examples. Right Here's the biggest one out there. And again, whether you believe or not is irrelevant. It's historical fact that um, Jesus Christ began his ministry <clears throat> or his ministry was only three for three years. Yet look at the result. He, he taught he basically taught his believers for three years, laid that foundation and look what has happened since. So there's one example, right? Um, here's another one. Okay. Um, look at, look at, um, you know, sports teams. So I'm a big football fan, so I can't give you, um, other sports. I'm sure this applies in other teams, but it for sure applies in the football world. So I did some research. I'm a big Giants fan and I'll give you other examples than the Giants, but check this out. This was, this blew me away. Bill Parcells, one of the greatest Giants coaches of all time, got hired in 1983 and, and the team was a losing team, and they won the Super Bowl in 1986. Three years later, right, with a brand new team, well, pretty much um, won the Super Bowl again. Then he retires. They have a terrible coach who they fire within two years. Then another guy, 
And then they bring in Jim Fassel, who was hired in 1997, and he brings them to the Super Bowl in 2000. Tom Coughlin, who was hired in 2004, brings the Giants to the Super Bowl in 2007. So that's just examples of, you know, I'm a Giant fan and I saw that the power of three years apply. Um, Now look at um, the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Bill Walsh is one of, right, probably one of the greatest coaches, period, right? One of the greatest coaches of all time. The legacy that guy left is unbelievable. He got hired in 1979, won the championship in 1981. The Dallas Cowboys, I'll never forget this because being a Giants fan, they fired um, Tom Landry and they hired Jimmy Johnson in 1989. The Dallas Cowboys, with Troy Aikman as a rookie, went 1-15, and yet they won the championship in 1992. So all of the – there's just some sports examples, some spiritual examples, historical examples, right? Let me go back to – what God said in to Hezekiah. This year you will eat what grows by itself. So when you start something, you're living off of whatever's there already, right? Which is why it's just kind of, you know, you're you're you start something and you're still connected to your past and you're kind of dealing with your present, but the future really isn't there. You just kind of there's there's a lot of things that are familiar in the beginning. You know, you're, that you're comfortable with. You're kind of living off what's there. But I love the message translations of, of the second year. In the second year, you will beg, borrow, and steal. If you actually have grit and determination and say, you know what, I'm sticking to this, the second year is probably pure hell. In whatever you're doing, it looks like you're losing. It's going to be interesting as a Giants fan to see how their new coach, Pat Shermer, who's in his second year, how he does this year. But as a fan, I don't expect much. And, and Lord willing, they'll keep him, right, if he's good, because you got to have time to build. But the second year, you're beg, borrowing, and stealing. It looks like nothing's happening. All the shit is hitting you. You want to quit every single day. You think like you're being smited. This is where you go, maybe this isn't for me. It's kind of, uh, this, is, this is the second year, right? You're like, okay, I know that <clears throat> this institution works. Or this organization works. It's like church. I know church works because they're successful churches. I know, you know, like our Primerica business. I know that works because there's too much social proof. This is the second year is when you go, I wonder if I work. Am I this the right person? Am I, is this meant for me? Is this my plan? Maybe I should do something else. And if you're in your second year and you're asking that, congratulations. Because that's where you're supposed to be. That's where you learn. You learn through failure, not through success. You learn through failure. What didn't work? What didn't work? Then you have a little bit of success and then, okay, what, what do you, you ever like screw something up and then you do something right, but then all of a sudden you do something wrong again? And, and that's the whole learning process. And that's like the second year. And people come and people go. People join you and then people leave you. You have friends and then they leave, but they're there for a reason. You know, that's the other thing. People come in and out of our lives for a variety of reasons, and we never know how long they're staying. Some people stay forever. I have some friends that I've met in high school and college. They're tied tied to me for the rest of life. I said to them, I'm tethered to you. We are tethered to each other. That's the, those are the kind of people that no matter how much time goes by, you pick up the phone and it's like no time. There was no gap. And then there's other people that are in your life and then they're gone for whatever reason. Enjoy them while they're there and when they leave, wish them well. 
And if you're in your second year and it's just like you feel alone and you feel like nothing's working, nothing's moving, this is struggle, congratulations, keep going. Because the third year is when the maturation process really kicks in and now you start to move things. Okay? So, so important. Whatever your goals are, whatever your dreams are, dig in for three years. Just dig in and have some grit and determination and get after what you want. Okay, because that three-year process is vital. And who you will be on the other side of those three years will be a radically different person than the one that started and probably very different than the people that were around you when you started. You're going to hear things like, what are you doing? You're not the same. In the second year, you hear things like, you should quit. That's not working. You sh- you, you, you know do something more. I mean, and it doesn't matter what level you're at, right? Anytime you're going to go to the next level, it's just this process that you've got to go through. So it, but if you think about it, guys, look at your life. Look at how long your life is. Three years is not a long time. It's going to go by anyway. Instead of just, you know, numbing yourself and living in mediocrity and contentment, why don't you dig in and get after something and become this radically different person that changes the world, right? And, and, and here's the key, get around you know, like-minded people. One of the things I talk about in, in the Man Up Already book is the power of your posse. Make sure your posse is, is in doing the same thing. You know, we, again, went out to dinner with friends you know, and they're business owners, you know, my, my great friends, Dean and Maria Mamelies, and, and we went out and, and uh, you know, we're business owners and we, we share and we're on the same journey. And so you're not alone. You're like, okay, you have your struggles over here. I have my struggles over here, but we're in this thing together, this success mission, this moving forward, this expansion. And be around people who can have the same conversation and pour into you and you can pour into them. But be different than everybody else out there, guys, because most people are just not willing to pay the price. And that's why I'm doing this. I want to let you know that, you know, those that call you wacky and abnormal because you, you have goals and dreams and you want to get after it. Eh, 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 you're not. You're actually manifesting the thing that has been put into you because you are created for persons. And I have been hitting that nonstop. You are created for purpose. But your purpose doesn't happen in year one. Your purpose doesn't happen in year two. Your purpose actually doesn't happen in year three. Year three is when you become, you know, better and good and things really start to move. Okay? That's the whole point. So I hope that helps some of you out there. I kind of went long on this episode, but man, I love it. If you're in the beg, borrow, and steal days, congratulations. If you're just starting out, congratulations. If you're in your third year as we're going into, holy shit, hang on tight because you're going to see things and things are going to move and you're going to have a lot of fun. And the key is take that momentum and move it forward and go change the world. I love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you on the next episode.